Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Today on Lulz, we got some drama in the sports betting space. A man who refused to chop in the Circa Survivor contest, and then it backfired on him. We also had a little dust up there on uh, sports betting Twitter last night with an account, uh, you know, releasing the edges. And a lot of the sports betting touts were not too happy with him. We're going to unpack all of that. And of course, Brian's BBM team that didn't advance that we all still are just going to pretend like it advanced. We'll break that down as well. I, does he think, I think he thinks this, he thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS cats pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. Please, Please don't do bus. Right, Brian, how does it feel being in the BBM finals? One of 440 entrants competing for $3 million this weekend. Feels real good, Pete. Real good. Yeah. yeah. Stroud beating out. It's going to hurt. Uh, <laughs> technically not in a pod, though. Um, even though there's only one. No, there's still pods this week, right? Uh, it's one giant pod. Uh, one giant pod. Where, okay. Yeah. And you're just kind of, you're like that Zach Woods meme from Silicon Valley where you're peering through the blinds, <laughs> like in at the pod. Yeah. Uh, who is your other quarterback uh, with CJ Stroud? Hertz. Hertz. That'll do. That'll do. Get him against the Cardinals this week. I like your chances. Yeah. I like my team. I like it. Snuck yeah, in. It did. It did sneak in. And that's, uh, you know, it's a testament, I think, Brian, to, to all of your hard work this year. Um, you knowing ball, you learning who Jonathan Mingo was. I mean, it really has been just a total come up for you. Would I have gotten in if I, if I wasn't wrong? I don't think I would have anyways. Would I, <laughs> I, I I'm not sure, you know, it, we'll, we'll always have to go back and, and, and check, but I would prefer to just live in this world where we envision you being in there. Like unironically, Brian, I'm going to be counting up the scores of my team that narrowly missed uh and just doing the math i mean wouldn't that be just such a fun twitter thread uh i was one cmc touchdown away from winning three million dollars my ama mm. and then i spell out uh how the team would have done i think that sounds like a fun thing to do. i think at this point you should root for your teams to lose so you don't that's that's what i'm actually rooting for yeah uh, because i can't tormenting yourself uh mm -hmm. over that sounds like a very uh bad exercise the 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 randomness in in these are so, is so insane. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like I got my, I got my medicine, right? Cause last week I was talking about 
the randomness of these contests, how big it is, the how much the deck is stacked against you. We talked about it on Lulz. I wrote it up in my newsletter. And then, boom, I have a high-scoring team that doesn't advance out of my pod because CMC comes up six inches short. And I was like, there you go. Take your medicine, Pete. You got to practice what you preach. How many How many did Crane get in? One. One, okay. Yeah. Because he had, what, eight? He had eight semifinal teams. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Um, um and so he should have got in half a one, right? Yeah. Yep. On average. We're still waiting for underdog to kind of have the Solomon and the baby approach to these entries where they're willing to saw one of your entries in half and maybe just give you nine players in the final, just based on just do it all by expected value and not anything that happens. I do have a partial sweat and the $3, the 20 max on DraftKings. You You have a team in there? Uh, I don't, but... My coder has one from testing the <laughs> app that I paid for. <laughs> Are you serious? From just testing, that's it. It got one through. Yeah. Well, after you after you, you code it, you got to go and make sure it works. That's hilarious. Um, there you go. Who, who's on that team, Brian? Is that that's one we can oh, actually uh, root for? Let me see. It is Allen, uh, McCaffrey, Gibbs, Waddle, Cooper, Marquise Brown, Pitts. Dotson, uh, Quentin Johnson, Zach Flowers, Harris, uh, but he's Zach on Iowa. Flowers. Uh, A-Chan, where's he going? What's he going by now? I'm laughing because it's Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, what I say? <laughs> Zach Flowers. Zach? No, I don't think I said Zach. I know it's Zay. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Deontay Foreman, Trey Lance. Trey Lance is a good pick. Uh, DJ but Jack confirmed you said Zach Flowers, Brian. No, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is Zach? Flowers? I also thought one of my teams went through. Yeah. Hey, Jake Ferguson, Franklin Heineke. Heineke. Uh, is, how, do you, how do you say that guy's name? You got it. I think that's yeah. right. Place for the Atlanta Falcons. Right? Yeah. Um, mm, nice luck. Luck late, late round pick. All right. Let's, uh, you know, let's put the best ball stuff aside. You know, now that we're not in the finals, uh, only hypothetically in the finals, you know, let's dig our teeth into some true drama here. In the sports betting space, the, the first one I wanted to hit on, because I saw this story percolating uh, last week, it went kind of uh, viral in the sports betting community because there is this poker player, uh, Sean Perry. Uh, there are some articles written about him. Here's one here. Meet the gambler who refuses to split the $9.2 million Circa Survivor Prize. That's their uh, you know survivor pool. There was a $9.2 million pot, and there were 13 contestants left, 12 of them wanted to do the chop brian what is that like three four hundred thousand dollars each um i have a feeling uh you can guess where this story is going after this man refused to chop yes i did read so i know but um yeah that's what that's what is that's home that's close to like seven hundred thousand isn't it oh yeah 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 i mean just an absurd sum of money and uh as you can see here from the next slide the self-proclaimed best better in the world this is where this actually gets good because he does call himself the best better in the world uh was eliminated from circus survivor he uh he had the broncos i believe was uh was his pick and they uh they lost there so uh sean perry and then you know since then i guess it's been revealed that he's quite the the character in the poker in the sports betting world brian yeah i saw some of uh Bob Vulgaris' tweets about him, and yeah, there he is underneath. First comment underneath there. Um, so, like, you know, obviously, I probably would have taken the cash. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, um, I would have done the split, but 
I guess there is, right? I'm, I'm not sure they're their structure perfectly, but I guess there is some spots where everyone up, everyone else used like their ob- the obvious huge favorite for the next week. And yeah. you have somebody like, I'm not saying he did this, but like, isn't there spots where it'd be like, nobody has the available know, team. Yeah, yeah. Whoever the best matchup is next week, you know, who yeah. like, someone's 14 point favorite teams, like clearly tanking or something. Um, and no one can take him. I mean, you might want to go roll one more time. Well, how about this, though? What if they just agreed to the chop minus his prize? So it's like the 12 contestants, whatever they collectively win is chopped among the 12, and whatever Sean wins, he takes home. Like, why wouldn't you still do that that chop? I mean, I know, obviously, the EV goes down when you introduce some chance that you don't get first, but wouldn't that have been still a pretty fair way to do it? Yeah, I didn't even think of that. And you could also then after that, you guys can all like organize where you kind of like try to screw him somehow, you know? Oh, with some like game theory on like, yeah, maybe you might, stuff? might be able to, I don't know. I definitely, yeah. about it, but the, uh, the stories here, I'll, I'll read this uh, for those not seeing it on the screen for the audio listeners here. This is uh Harala Bob said my favorite Sean Perry story. Someone on Twitter asked me what I thought of him. And I sarcastically replied, one of the most talented gamblers I've ever met. I then had three poker friends text me saying he's going around showing everyone my tweet. Not sure what his skill is, but it's definitely not reading people. I'd say this about him. If he had a better reputation, he'd probably make a pretty good beard. Uh, so uh, this guy, Sean Perry, has been the uh, the talk of the sports betting and poker world here for the past week. Now, what if you have $800 million? In Do my you, network? No, I don't want 700 grand. I want yeah. 10 million. Yes. The, from what I've read, that's not his case. I mean, if I, if I was worth 800 million, there's no way I'm, I'm chopping for sure. Um, but I I don't think that was the case. I think I read somewhere that he had some debts out there, like that. He wasn't necessarily the most above board, uh, gambler. And then he doesn't take the 700 K and pays debts off. He just, yeah, he blows Uh, it. He blows it on Russell Wilson. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, do you do you ever do any of those uh, survivor pools? I've I've done them, but no, not yeah. not seriously. No. Yeah, <laughs> this this is actually what I was thinking of uh, for a second, and then I saw this tweet. I wonder if Sean Perry has to pay royalties to Vegas Dave for copying his essence. He does have like big Vegas Dave vibes. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. just like like a more slender uh, Vegas Dave vibe. Mm. My strategy in in all those is I just uh, I just go down a couple teams from the favorite and then pick one of them, like the third or yeah. fourth team each week. And I, and, yeah. then eventually, and eventually never win. So like his Twitter bio, like is, is hilarious from college dropout to world's third best poker player in 2021. <laughs> this is like when you go into a random, like hamburger joint and they're like voted best hamburger in Massachusetts. Uh, that one <laughs> summer, by that one paper that didn't do a comprehensive polling of all the burger places uh, to then world's best sports better. So I do think he took the line from Haralabob to heart and, uh, and put it in his Twitter bio un- unironically. Have you seen that meme? I think it's uh, who tracks the poker online poker or the live poker winnings handed mob database or yeah. whatever. And it's the memes like, what you look like it, it's a uh, Jonah Hill when he's like super overweight, what you yeah. look, what your winnings look like on hand and mom versus what they look like in real life where Jonah Hill now weighs like 105 pounds. 
I, I had someone in my in my YouTube comments, I don't know, sometime in the past year, and I think it was because I had the, there's that one Poker Man's video where I played at the Poker Go uh, thing, but someone, they were like, I went to your Hendon mob, and I was surprised that you had so few winnings. And it's like, well, it's because I've only ever done like three tournaments that are qualified for that and uh, only have one cash. I'm sorry uh, that I don't have a more robust Hendon mob for you to scroll through from my four <laughs> tournaments I've played. <laughs> But yeah, that that I'm guessing that's where he gets his third best in 2021. Maybe yeah. he bought a lot of live live uh, uh, GPP uh, tickets that they like count towards that. His 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 posts are awesome. It has like it is like Vegas Dave meets like Phil Helmuth type stuff. Follow my Instagram. It's Vegas Sean for daily updates on the lifestyle of the greatest better there is exclamation point. I'm partying on super yachts, flying private, traveling the world, and most importantly, betting bigger than most people's net worths unnecessary apostrophe on sports games. I'm still the hashtag goat. Uh, this guy is a gem, man. Wow. I'm going to follow him right now. <laughs> this is my new Vegas Dave guy. Now Vegas Dave blocked me. <laughs> That now we can talk with this guy. Uh, Sean Perry, how I found out about the circuit contest was I went in to set up and deposit $1 million into my new circuit account. I proceeding to make 500 k within the first couple of weeks before my limits got reduced, so gambling at the circuit was still very profitable for me. I still am the hashtag GOAT. <laughs> this guy, like, he can't even write a, a, a coherent tweet. Um, I am starting to think the lady doth protest a little too much about the goat stuff. Hmm. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure he's the best ever at, he's probably underselling it. If anything, third best poker player, he's probably first, maybe second. And he's my new favorite, uh, gambler for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Where do you think he gets money to buy in? That's, that's the question, right? Like, uh, does anyone in the chat know? Does he have a yeah, any interesting backstory? Is it dad's, is he, uh, dad's money? Former Navy SEAL that won all his money against Andy <laughs> Beal or whatever. Oh man, I haven't thought about Dan Bilzerian in a while. He hasn't he hasn't been in the news, I think, recently. His dad. Who's Ralph Perry? Is that like a designer? His dad, Ralph Perry. It's a so, poker player? Oh. Let's see here. Who is Sean Perry? That's not his dad didn't make that much money. His father, Ralph, is a poker pro poker pro with over three million in live tournament winnings and a regular and high stakes cash games. At a young age, Perry was exposed to the game by watching his father play online poker. So then he got into playing poker. Hmm. Okay, yo, and this is what Andrew was talking about. Uh, PSA to the poker community. This is from Dan Coleman, another high-stakes crusher in the poker streets. It's extremely likely Sean Perry is a scammer. Do not bet with him. This post was from May 7th, 2021. Um, it, dude, do you know what? Actually, I saw this post circulating, Brian. Did you hear? Let, let me just read this for people because this is in some weird fantasy-type contest. He goes, essentially what happened was Sam... Soverell, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and Sean Perry were betting each other on head-to-head -head DFS matchups. 
and Perry wanted more action, so I came along on Sam's side. How it worked was there was a pool of six players to choose from, and the two would choose three accounts in a snake draft. SS would always draft the first pick, then SP second and third, so forth. One of the accounts was the Masterson, a good rig that Sam was close friends with, so Sam always chose him with the first pick. There were two accounts that were legit regs who he always drafted with the second and third picks. And then the remaining three players turned out to be totally random accounts that had no playing history. These accounts switched ownership frequently between the two sides. After becoming alarmed at how differently these three random accounts set their lineups depending on who owned them, I had Aaron Jones, uh, that's another uh, DFS poker player guy, take a look at nine days of lineups and he ran an analysis based on their projections. He concluded that there was an incredibly high chance that these three accounts were controlled by Sean and that he would lay 10,000 to one odds on it. I looked for a second opinion and got one from Ryan. Uh, He looked at the lineup from just one night and felt that it was cheating almost on the level of Mike Postel. Mm. What a wild game to be betting on as well. That is strange. Yeah. Mm. Huh? Yeah. I I mean, good gracious. So, uh, Sean Perry there, uh, speaking of random edges, did you see, uh, what was going on last night with the account, uh, DK underscore DFS? Yes, I did. I, I, I looked into a little bit. Yeah. So for people who, uh, who don't know, uh, I've seen, I've been following this guy on Twitter for a while. Uh, I think he does, you know, DFS and sports betting content has a YouTube channel, a Patreon, and he had a tweet. Um, let's see if we can find it. He retweeted so many people who tailed him that this is going to be hard to find the original you, tweet. Uh, you sent it to me, Pete, if you want to look in our discord, it's probably in there. Okay. I also kind of wanted to go up from, <laughs> but you're right. This is going to be too much. He tweets a lot. Okay, here it is. So this was the tweet that set things off yesterday afternoon. The Nets are resting all of their vets besides Mikhail Bridges. Remember, he still holds the active record for most consecutive games started. I would not be surprised if he starts and plays one quarter tonight. Something to note for the prop market. Um, I believe this ended up being a very correct call by him and he was flooded with screenshots of people who tailed him betting all of these unders Mikhail Bridges all points three pointers all rebounds all assists lots of people making lots of money but then after that some of the sports betting guys came out of the woodwork and were not happy with him Brian for giving up uh, a clear edge that they thought he should have kept to himself can you go uh, there's there's Rinpack response to him in one of these and another guy Asks him about Cam Thomas. Can you scroll up and down really quick and see if you can find that Cam Thomas in the, in, the, in these mentions? In this, yeah. Uh, what about Cam? I block some of these people. Here, what about Cam? Do you think he gets full? Yes. If it stays okay, it stayed competitive, and Cam also got benched. Okay. Um, so in the in in the tweet, and um, I'm I'm more defending him actually here, even though I'm pro- pointing out that he was wrong on that take. He gives a wrong take. And yeah. then in Rinpack response to him, who's a DFS player, is uh, somewhere in there. He says – it might be a different one, Pete. Don't even bother. I'll okay. just say what it said was um, – uh, I'm paraphrasing. It's something like there's a new there's new requirements or rules for like making the All-Star team or something like that or winning the MVP yeah. where you don't just have to start 60 games. You have to start 60 games and play at least 20 minutes, something yeah. like that. So what – you know – even though he has the um, the streak going, 
also a lot of reasons why they used to do this before where they would, they would start guys and they'd only play for five minutes and then that's it is because it would also count towards their 60 games or whatever this yeah. game thing is. And so like that could have been a mistake too. Um, yeah. If that's what it was about, because pr- previously the rules have changed. So d- did he give out like guaranteed EV uh, or was it, you know, just a pretty good guess among a guy who guesses a lot. That's his job. He's a tout. Yeah. Well, and I think there, so the guys in the chat mentioning, I'm not in the NBA streets, but uh, John said they were talking about this. ETR talked about it on their show yesterday. Obviously it's different in when it's like put explicitly in a tweet and then you have a crowd that's willing to specifically tell you on that stuff. So that's why this got way more attention. But I do think then that makes this follow-up it's one thing if you're like passing around on what you think is an edge i think this is where you get into dicey territory when you say i was the first person on this show me some love if i helped you with a generational wealth opportunity let's fucking go i think this is where you start to invite more pushback from people yeah is he joking on the gen gen wealth thing because that's funny if he is joking i this is the problem with tweets like this is i think he's dead serious up until the adjective generational like i think that's the fun part but i think he's dead serious about the other stuff right right yes i agree uh asking for a pushback um touts are at you ask for pushback in general just being I, and I also think like any 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 press is good press is is like good for a tout, honestly. So yeah. like people like blowing him up is probably good for him in the long run. Yeah. Um, the the uh, Trenton Watford or whatever his name is, who's a backup like dub backup backup on that team. Yeah. Didn't start and was owned at like forty eight percent in DFS. So it's like pretty much everyone in DFS knew that like backups were going to get beginning some serious minutes. Um, not that they play the same position, but um, uh, you, you mean Bridges was still probably too, too high owned, and I probably played him too much. Yeah, here we go. Now. Uh, so like, I'm just, I'm just skeptical on like, like if the guy's given out take after take and like in the same thread, one of them's wrong. Yes. Like, why would you shit at him? Like, if you're Joey Kanish, you know, if you're an actual pro. Right. And that's what I can't tell. It seemed like people wanted to call him an idiot more than they actually were worried about edges drying up or getting killed by these posts. Yeah. So, so I'm now scrolling through Joey Kanish. I did have to scroll through him uh, ranting about the post office um, to get to this take. <laughs> Um, always appreciate that. Some touts on Twitter passed on the opportunity to make six figures on Mikkel Bridges, uh, single game parlays for clout in pumping subscriptions while they bet $50 on them. Truly mind blowing risk management in general, lack of opportunity awareness. Um, and then Joey's kind of pushing back. Uh, this guy's new, re- uh, is the new recorded and posted the national anthem time guy. And he thinks he's a hero sad and then there was a huge back and forth dk was going back with a bunch of people he was kind of falling into the uh dfs effective altruism camp i just like helping make pe- helping people make money yada yada um where do you find it like just because there's so many parts of this like ethically speaking like do you think if someone had a really good edge um that it is dumb to share that out if you're a content provider and a tout 
I think in his case, it makes perfect sense as he's giving out lots of takes. Clearly, some of them aren't right. So I think in his case, it makes sense. Joey, can, the, another reason I thought this was kind of weird that, that the, the pros are coming after him is because it's prop and single game parlays and stuff. And usually that's not a lot of the times that's not what they're betting, right? They're betting sides and totals, totals or bigger mm-hmm. markets and stuff like that. So like, I mean, if, if Joey assumes he's not limited, like how much could this guy get, even get down legally? Right. Like not everyone has a hundred accounts. They're betting from an automated bet bot. To, to scale this edge in a way that it actually to get a hundred thousand dollars. How is he? How is yeah. he going to get a hundred thousand dollars? Well, and this is this is the thing I'm saying, guys. Too like people are saying everyone. Everyone knew it's like well, you can't have it either way. Either had a huge edge that he was an idiot to give up on, or everyone knew this. And, and Joey is blasting him for the dumbest thing possible because everyone in the space was all on top of this. Also, if everyone was on top of this, how were the sports books? not on top of this? How are they allowing all of these to be posted? How are they not pulling these from the boards? I, I kind of reject uh, the idea that everyone was on this if the sportsbook are like, we'll just let this known attack vector get us from a million different angles. Well, I would say they would say that because we were waiting till the limits go get a little bigger and then we're going to hammer it. Hammer it, yeah. I mean, and, and even so, if you just don't mention it, um, if you don't mention it, clearly it's better, just generally speaking. But like, yeah. I don't know, like saying, but I, I think that like only helps like the small subset of guys who run a prop bet syndicate. Like, like right. I just I doubt like um, Spanky or somebody else was like, oh, we got to get these single game parlays on on stats. On, on props, uh, we got to get get those down today. But maybe, maybe he was. What, what do I know? But even him, he's got a syndicate of you know tons of a betting accounts that he bets on where it depends on what state this guy lives in. But in some states, right. like you get like what? One, two, three, four sports books. They're going to cap you at $100 or something. And these are really small alt side correlations of like, you know, alternate lines of like under 13 points, under 11 points, under nine points, under eight points. Yeah. Um, but like maybe you could just mix and match that so many times that you could get a hundred thousand down on like three or four sites, maybe. Right. I don't I don't know. I've never tried. Yeah, it just seemed like they're the the fallout in the arguments about this stuff just like it, it's so confusing because there's so many different things at play that DK says, I know what Joey Kadesh and his crew are saying, by the way, I could have kept it a secret and nuked it across all books. I'm also sure other pro betters saw the same edge and they are mad. I ruined it for them. I know we won't get the same Mikhail Bridges opportunity again in the future. Here's what I'll say to that. My number one goal has always been to help others make money. I personally wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I kept it a secret or just told a select few. Also, it shows you how toxic What do we do around here? We remove that toxicity, Mm. how toxic this industry is. I found the edge and it's my right to share it if I want. So I'm confused. Everyone said everyone knew. Some people are mad that he shared the edge. I don't know what to believe anymore. He he shouldn't play League of Legends. That's for sure. If he's afraid of toxicity. (laughs) Um, This that tweet right there was where he kind of lost me because I was reading all this stuff and I go, I'm going to fucking defend touts one more time on this damn show. Uh, but like here, it's like my goal has always been to help other people, just like 
I don't know. Yes. I, I I just read that and go roll my eyes, you know, and it's like, yeah. well, then why do you have a Patreon? Why would you charge for anything? You know, stuff like that. Like, right. There's nothing wrong with being a tout. And, and also too, like if he organically did this and he was like, Oh shit, I bet bridges starts and then bench it and then doesn't play because he's got that streak going. Yeah. And and then he's like, and also I bet Cam Thomas plays because of whatever reason. He's right about one and wrong about the other. And he's just like, the, these are my organic thoughts on the matter. And, he, you yeah. know, he's not a pro or maybe he is pro. I don't know. But like not like to Joey Kanish's level. And it's just like, you know, that's what what you do. Just own it. Who cares? And I think even to like um, it, it's the equivalent in the sports betting space of a winning screenshot, right? It's a marketing tool. You know, if you, you put out this call and it hits and you get a bunch of screenshots back and a lot of people are like, oh man, this guy like unearthed something that I wasn't thinking about, or, you know, this helped me win. Oh, let me check out his Patreon. I, I was scrolling up through his tweets and there was someone asking him what's tonight's, you know, SGP, what's the under, what's the eight? He's like, you know, we don't, we don't have an edge like that tonight, but from a marketing perspective, that's a very smart thing to do, right? Like it's, you would say if you had 10 of these a year, you should probably like tweet out a couple of them to let people know, Hey, I regularly find this stuff. So I, I guess like when it boils down to that, I have no problem with him tweeting it out as marketing for, for what he's doing. But I do think you are going to get a lot of pushback when you start to say, I'm just doing this fully out of the goodness of my heart. It must, it, it, I, I still, I still don't fully get the pushback from the pros. Cause like he's I don't either. He's a tout. Why would you? He's he's if anything, he's he's getting people to make some bad bets and stuff like which is kind of good for a, for a pro. Right. Because the sports book then gets that money and can lose it to you. Yeah. So like just because he got one hot take right. Like maybe there's more going on here. Maybe he's kind of interconnected in some discord and then spilled beans. That would be the, the like, yeah, I feel like that would have been part of the discourse of like, oh, curious, you're in my discord. And when I tagged everyone yeah. about this thing, then you immediately took it to Twitter. I, I didn't see any accusations like that. I didn't see any of that either. I'm I'm trying to piece it together, like getting mad yeah. at a tout for organically coming up with one take, good take in X yeah. amount it takes is like, yeah. Um, and then like someone was mentioning like prize picks and stuff didn't post it because of him. Like that makes, yeah. Like I, I'm not saying he didn't, he didn't like ruin some markets. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he did. I'm just trying to say like, can you get a hundred K down? Like being a pro better without multi-accounting and like using other people's accounts. Like I doubt it, Yeah. but maybe I'm wrong. And I don't know if prize picks even does prize picks allow or underdog. Do they allow like alternate line prop matching in? No, you know? So like you could bet Bridges under props and his points and rebounds and under pro you know thirteen under eleven under yeah. nine. And, and to me, like going back to the like the Kanish stuff, and we've talked about it with what is it? Was it Seville? Is that that crew? Yeah, yeah. The, this like there's this element of holier than thou sports yeah. betting Twitter, right? Where they're going to turn their nose up on anything that literally isn't just grinding your dick down to a nub for every micro edge. And then like maybe chatting with your bros in a giant telegram tat, 
You know, like, and so anything that ventures off that, if you are touting, I mean, how many times did they come after Rufus Peabody for giving his projections and all this? And I know there was a hypocrisy yeah. angle there, yada, yada. But this general line of, we must protect all of our edges and you can't do content and you can't tout, and you need to do this this way, blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's so tired. I'd love to have one of those guys come on our show, honestly. We should reach out and see if one will come on, um, assuming they'd they'd be cool. Um, yeah. but, uh, cause I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear their, their arguments, um, like in a calm, logical manner, not on Twitter, you know, uh, because there are, there is good arguments. Like I get, like, we should all like not help the sports books, no matter who, as much as we can, it helps everyone. Right. Who's I get that. Like I completely yeah. understand. Um, but like in this specific case, I'd like to hear their arguments just generally speaking. But in this specific case, like it seems to me like you're getting mad at a tout who got one hot take right, assuming he didn't like get this from a Discord or something, you know, like third party. Um, yeah. And yeah. Do you know what's also kind of crazy? The way the pushback was. It's as if, you know how there's sometimes, like, I know, I can't remember the specific example, but, you know, when Haralabob was crushing in the NBA sports betting stuff, like, there were specific edges, right, where it was like, oh, this thing with refs or these guys on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. I don't know the specifics, but there was, like, a macro-systemic thing that he kept exploiting, 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 exploiting. Like, this thing here isn't, like, a repeatable thing. This was, like, a one-off spot that he found I would understand the frustration a little more if it's like, dude, we've all been hitting this thing that the books have not figured out for six months and you just shared it. But that's not what this is. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And you would think though, like next year, they'll be like, okay, we, now we always got to remember, is someone going to be a starting <laughs> start like going for a record here or something? They would at least write it down in their like daily notes check before they post lines, but they probably won't. It does yeah. show uh, like how how much they're throwing darts on making these prop lines still, um, right? But the it's not just it it's not the um, like the the the, the vulgaris idea, and it's not like um, like like a like a meat and potatoes market either too. So like I don't know. I I I thought that it was like when I was reading it the whole time it was like. I just don't get, I feel like it's an overreaction. It's way different. Like when Rufus makes sense, I, I mean, I disagree with them probably on most of their points, but at least Rufus makes sense. This is a guy who's a market leader. who's yeah. a professional who's never touted. And of course he said he, you know, doesn't like touts and stuff like that. And then I, but I think releasing projections is, is different than, than uh, sports betting. It's if he went like, Oh, you know, on his show, just to get more clicks, you know, Tiger Woods is not going to play this week. You know, he's just going to play the first round. And that's it. Um, so you could bet all Tiger Woods unders, but he yeah. is on a show. I get that, but not a tout who's just firing off. To, you had to scroll down like a hundred tweets to just get to the one from yesterday on this guy. Right. So he's clearly firing off. Take it. Yeah. Well, the other thing about it too, and I think going back to, you know, the, the Seville type stuff and the dynamic at play is they, these guys wrestle with this idea of, you know, I, I want to be able to make money. I want to have an edge. Um, I want to keep that edge. You know, I want to be a sharp. However, these guys all want attention too. They want credit. They want clout. And so my guess is when a guy like Kanish sees what DK did, it's like, man, this guy's getting all this low hanging fruit clout. 
You know, we, you know, everyone knew this or whatever. Like, why is he getting the attention? I'm the brilliant sports better. And this guy over here with a Patreon account is the one that everyone is filleting in his mentions for helping him, you know, win $500 or whatever. And that's the irony of that is deep down, like that hate and jealousy comes from a place of insecurity of, no, I want that attention to put me on the Mount Rushmore of sports betting, even though I need to do this all in the secrecy of my own home, because those are the bylaws of Seville. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this behavior is all over the place, not just in in the gambling world of people who you know want to be righteous and it's their little expertise in the world. And they're like, oh, that is a little immoral kind of. And I can yeah. point it out where somebody else won't know. And not only do I look moral and righteous and smart and uh, I, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that's some of it. I think they would say it's their it's it's costing them money. Right. And I think that's what they're hiding behind. But then I think based on the chat and everybody saying like everyone was all over this and like every kind of NBA projection system, you know, think tank yesterday that then they're manufacturing this as some, you know, killing edge referendum when really it's just like we're kind of think it's bullshit that this guy's getting all this attention for this. So uh Blender keeps posting here and he's, so he's, I think his point is he's just saying it's a dunk. Um, like the guy's just saying, Hey dummy, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you, you know, bet all your money, not 50 bucks. He's not saying, um, that, you know, that he gave away this edge and screwed us all. Right. Over. Which is the dumbest argument. It's like, okay, anytime, you know, someone posts a screenshot of a winning sub from their DK site. Why, why are you touting giving picks? Why don't you just build the lineups yourself and win all the money? You know, it's like, well, it's because it's marketing. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what all of this is. Uh, I thought, like, the whole thing about, like, why do you do touting and stuff like that? I mean, we've had that conversation in DFS a million times. Right. But yeah. but besides Kanish, there's, like, a lot of people who are, uh, who were, like, saying that in various threads like why would he give this away why would he give this away so um yeah. not just him and i think he might have said that kind of something similar to that in in other tweets too um yeah. so like i would say the reason too though like that it's not a dunk is because i doubt he thought it was this guaranteed generational wealth spot he probably thought it was just like oh this is a good idea in and to his credit like trust me how many of these Thread bros, do you now see being tonight's lock of the night? Puka Nakua over 68 yards. Like he he literally was just passing along information. I yeah. thought his first tweet kind of being like, hey, this is a spot. I have this angle on it. It wasn't like cocky or anything. Yeah. He definitely got cocky once everyone won a lot right. from it and was saying, show me some love. But the initial tweet itself, I thought was pretty harmless. And it wasn't saying financial advice. You can go get generational wealth here. Right, exactly. Yeah. Which is why he's not going to be betting 100k, which I don't think he could get 100k down. Yeah, if he had 100k. Like, it's not happening. I, I think his I think his biggest crime was how he tried to to victory lap it. And like when you retweet a million people, when you say show me some love, blah blah blah, like all of this, then you are basically inviting all of the haters to come out of there as opposed to like just threading it and being like, well, this worked out. Uh, glad some of you guys were able to hit on that or something, you know, like there's, there's a way to do that in a way that you're going to not get Joey Kanish, you know, getting out his knife for you. Yes. Yeah. But then he wouldn't be a tout. 
But he would it's, tout. it's like the double-edged sword of the tout world, you know? You got to kind of puff yourself up to uh, yeah to get the followers and stuff. What do you think about this just is, really quick on touts here? Yeah. I haven't talked uh, uh, like seen his tweets or anything in a while, but Sel Vetri, yeah, uh, he, he takes a lot of shit. Like, uh, yeah. And um, how many followers does he have now? Sal, oh, does he have over a hundred? He has a ton. On are you talking about on Twitter? Whatever, yeah, sure. I just look. Oh God, a hundred. Geez, one hundred sixty-five thousand. One hundred sixty-five. Do, like, do you think they do they go after him? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure his mentions are are a disaster. I saw people were going over after um, Alex Caruso is another guy who used to be like fantasy football threads. And now he's pivoted to just like full blown um, prop betting type stuff. And he, he's one of the guys that like will put like lock in every single tweet, uh, you know, stuff like that. And if you go read the mentions like they'll he, you get all kinds of pushback. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I imagine when you have that many once you cross that barrier, you're just going to get so many dummies responding to you just in general, not to mention the haters from uh, the sports betting world. Yeah. To me, it's like I, my whole take always like on the threads. And then I guess it's, it gets a little more complicated when you get into the sports betting stuff, but it's like, uh, and I've even talked, I've talked with like, you know, Joe Holko about this. It's like you do, you're doing a thing that is like good for marketing and good for your brand and good for growing your audience, but it's going to come across as kind of cringe. And you're just going to have to deal with people giving you shit like if you want to do that kind of stuff, you know, it's like, oh, you know, people will occasionally give me shit for, you know, the thumbnails or whatever like that. It's like, I don't care. Like, I know if I want to be successful on YouTube, you have to play the game right. to an extent. Um, and so now I, I don't have shame about that. And I'm willing to get made fun of for certain things because that's the trade off you're making. Like I could just put up a blank thumbnail on every show, a black thing and just be like, I'm going to let the content speak for myself but I would never get anyone new clicking on one of the shows, uh, which is not something I want to have happen when I spend so much time on this. Yeah. That's kind of why I brought him up too, because like, you know, if you get like, how do you get to 160,000 followers? Well, you nail some hot takes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you, you play the game. Like the whole reason the thread stuff worked is because the algorithm rewarded people with threads, with more exposure, putting in more people's feeds, you know, encouraging them to follow you. Like, they played the game as the rules were stated. And like that, that's great. Yeah, I actually, I kind of like, like didn't express what I was thinking very well there. Like, it's not really a hot take. It's like, it's more like, holy shit. I actually got something that's really logical. <laughs> it yeah. makes sense. I'm going to definitely tweet this out. You know what I mean? Like that it's different than just like, fuck, I got to do seven tweets a day, you know, whatever that, whatever it is. And then you're like, okay, what should they be today? I think I think that is really where you venture into dicey territory, right? Where it's you are if you are just trying to hit your quota for like I am doing this thread or I'm going to have X amount of picks every day. When sometimes it's like there aren't that many picks, right? Or like I'll, I'll pull up the um, the Run the Sims like prop finder tool. Like we're going to make our our pickums for tonight's game, and like sometimes there's nothing showing an edge over fifty five percent, you know, in there. And it's like, all right, well, and th- this is so efficient. It's just so I'm not going to do a thread on the top five picks for tonight's. But sometimes it might be like, oh, holy shit, DeAndre Swift, you know, higher than forty six yards rushing. It looks like it hits at seventy six percent according to their projections. I want to I want to share that. And so I think sometimes the content becomes the driving force and then you are actually subbing in or, or i don't know shoving in suboptimal plays just to hit your content quota yeah right. yeah 
Yeah, or suboptimal takes, tweets, and then um, but then again, like I don't know why tout like you know, like they also don't put those those um Seville folks, they get mad at that too, because then they then they say you're ripping people off. Yeah. So like if you give good advice, you're killing the market. If you yeah. give bad advice, you're ripping people off. Um they just, you know, they just hate touts. Have you yeah. seen the uh, the new six the six man or whatever parlay thing on DraftKings? The, the, yeah, the, the, with the structure change that they have on there. Have um, you have you dabbled in it at all? I haven't, but I I looked at it's it's interesting. I I actually I think I like it in theory. Anyways, I haven't done it better than just your straight up pick picking six or three or four or five whatever players um, yeah. because they pool the money and then you play in a turn like a mini tourney. Yeah, so you, you could actually do a little game theory. That's so, what I I saw. Like uh, Cody Main has been tweeting about it a little bit, and I do think it's going to become very fun because it's like sports betting, but with a GPP angle to it. Right, and but I think the pools have been like way lower than expected. Yeah. Um, but you, it, I'm reminded of this because of what you just said. Is you go and look and see what's five fifty five percent or more or something like that. So like in there, I would actually go and do the opposite. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I would go in there and say, oh, this one's 55% but who, like whoever you use to ETR stochastic and then just and then just pick six of the opposite of those. The do you know what's interesting about that from a product standpoint? Like, okay, you think about a casual who plays a GPP, right? And they have a dog shit team and it doesn't cash. Like they might be frustrated, but they can go look at their lineup and be like, this didn't score a lot of points. Like I understand why I lost. Whereas with this pick six thing, it's like you got the GPP bros in there, you know, who know they're waiting for the spot where everyone's on all these hires and they leverage the lowers and then they get, they divvy up this prize pool amongst a few of them and they make a lot. And then these newbies all slam the hires, the hires hit and they get paid out pennies because they're splitting it with all of the other chalk picks. And they are not going to be able to comprehend what happened there. And so it's this weird thing where I think it's a very interesting product for, for sharp players, but I think it's going to get a ton of pushback from idiot casuals who have no understanding of the dynamics of how that payout is working. Yep. Um, blender, blender again, 20% rake on that. Yeah. Yikes. I didn't know that. Um, the rake, this is, this is a, this is all a legislative problem, which we've talked about ad nauseum on this show, that there's not enough competition yeah. and rake be, rake's too high in DFS too. Like I think they at this point, the tougher the games get, the lower the rake should get, but that's not that's not gonna happen. Um yeah. and so rake is a major problem right now. So uh, that sucks. Yeah, I don't know. Probably Sports projection says people are playing it poor enough to overcome it right now. I mean, it makes sense early on, right? That just so many people blasting off have no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I've even seen much data posted. Yeah. Up. I bet if like LeBron is a good play or something like that, you know, it's like everyone's on them, you know, stupid shit like that, that early, early DFS type of mistakes. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I, I didn't think there was that much. Like the price pools were pretty small from what I saw. Yeah. Um, do people know what, what show you're watching? Make a showdown lineup. This topic sucks. Is this your first time? <laughs> Two times? Wait, what do you think we do around uh, here? I think it's been about a year since we made a showdown lineup on this show. Uh, Noah, Pete, can you run the Sims on Thursday night football game tonight? Uh, 
guess what? I have a, a private discord that I do to collect money. I don't do it out of the good of my heart whatsoever. <laughs> and I share the, uh, the Sims before every slate, uh, I share the optimal lineup. So you can become a YouTube member, hand builder and opto bro stuff my pockets with that sweet, sweet cash. I would never do anything for you guys out of the goodness of my heart. And I will post it in there for, you Noah. you can unlock that channel by becoming a YouTube member and syncing your discord account. Um, how dare you? I know. Can you believe that? Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> any tips on how to get exposures for underdog contest finals? I know everyone is waiting for this. I believe the pools just uh, advanced or the, the pods or whatever, how that's working. Uh, so I assume that's going to be posted. Uh, I know uh, I know Leone is going to be doing some fun stuff with the field. I was talking with him, maybe a little simming, Brian, uh, in advance of the Best Ball Mania finals. So uh, keep an eye out for some of that stuff. Yeah, that is some super nerd shit. If you're doing that, you're not even in it. Yeah. I'm taking the time out to sim everyone else's EV. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, at least um, I'm in it. Yeah. The the brutal part is that I'm going to tell Leone, I'm like, okay, now put Brian and I's lineups that were supposed to be in there <laughs> and sim us with the field. Uh, he's going to have like an extra thousand lineups people requesting. Brian, your lineup would actually probably sim really well because it had a bunch of players that wouldn't actually have helped people advance. So there would be a bunch of low owed guys. Did you have Tyree right. Kill on there? Uh, I think so. I yeah. believe I saw that. Team. I mean, it was. I think they posted some of the early. Uh, yeah, here's the. Uh, let me pull this up. They posted the first batch here of the leverage plays. There's one team that has Jacoby Brissett. Shockingly, not Karain's team. The biggest Sam Howell hater out there. Two Jamar Chase teams, two Travis Kelsey, five Justin Jeffersons. Six Cooper Cups. I feel like I'm singing that Christmas song. And a partridge in a pear tree. Six Austin Ecklers. John, nine Jonathan Taylors. Ten Najee Harris's. Eleven Tyreek Hills. And twelve Travis Etienne's. Um, but it could have been you, Brian. You could have been the twelfth Tyreek Hill in the BBM finals. Yeah. What a shame. I mean, there should be an investigation into Underdog. <laughs> for sure. You know? Yeah. I don't know what kind of about. building up a, a a tall wall to keep your your beautiful uh, best ball team out of the finals. Right. Yeah. They yeah. they knew it was going to win. Had to keep me <laughs> keep me out of the pod. Um, I got the that um, the uh, draft caddy kind of working for the gauntlet right now. It's just like it can make f- like four th- four three three stacks. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to test one right after this actually. So if you're a four three three maxi, if that's the only structure to play off best ball you believe in, this is the tool yeah. for you. Well, <laughs> it's also it's um it's just Q. So you can, you know, adjust as you're drafting if you don't want to sit, you know, yeah, you want to sit there. But yeah, it's it will just make four three three if you just did Q. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's kind of tough to really get all those little details right i watched your show yesterday with um you and pat or it was two days ago whatever yeah yeah you guys did a best ball review and it's like i mean there's good tips don't get me wrong but it's just like actually coding out the if when if thens and stuff like that yeah is a lot a lot of work for like basically you just you just want stacks on different sides at this point (laughs) 
It, it is. Yeah. And I know uh, easy from the deposit kingdom discord was trying to work on something with a logic tree in like a Google sheet. And it like, even it does seem like it should be more simple than it is, but the amount of if then statements is just unwieldy. It gets, a, it gets a little crazy. Yeah. Um, but like in a four, three, three, there's less mistakes you can make. Cause it really yeah. doesn't matter if your QBs in the threes or the fours, like you wanted them four, but yeah. If it's if it's on the three, like the two of the teams you guys built yesterday, I think both had the quarterback yeah. threes, right? Or the or you might have done even done a four three three, you know, or something like yeah. that too. This will be yeah, always four on one side and two threes on the other, and um, it kind of it kind of makes it kind of makes sense too. Oh, and and it'll show you um, the average players remaining, like who are have an ADP. Yeah, um, their average team um, ADP, like the amount of players left, and the next highest rank for that team, which yeah. is a nice little table to uh, to hand build with too. You know, because you can't like the um, the tables like the uh, the uh, what, what were the tables called for the regular season? I can't remember that Leone came up with that we added on there. Oh, the uh, the the buckets. Yeah. Draft capital, draft capital buckets. Yeah, that doesn't really work for um, the playoffs. No. Yeah. What you really, what would be really helpful? Um, I'm trying to think through even how I would word it, but like obviously these teams and their ADPs don't, you know, always line up to even kind of like the structure you want to do. Like a team like the Dolphins, it's like once A-chan's off the board, like unless you are a sicko who wants Cedric Wilson, like there's nothing there. So it's like if you're going to do a Dolphins build, you need to get those early, whereas a team like the Chiefs, it's like there's literally six wide receivers late and you can just pick whichever one you want. But even even that small adjustment is pretty hard to code in. Like, Yeah. Because, yeah, you really need to like – because like what do you do when you take Hill and then somebody takes – waddle and it's like okay like i have to get eight or, or should i just abandon ship here yes you know or you know or they could maybe both go you know or something before you could even reasonably come back and get one of those guys so like all those things are possible but then what this would do is it would just take all the other stack guys and then whoever's left over you know later on would be your two guy two extra guys after hill on your miami st- Miami side. What I feel like is going to happen, Brian, is you're going to spend all this time trying to get this coded correctly. And then you're going to get it ready right as the contest is closing. And you could have just spent your time drafting 150 gorgeous manual playoff <laughs> best ball teams. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think you should draft 150 in that one, honestly. The I'm on my way, be, Brian. You give me financial that. advice. <laughs> yeah, like because it's 150k to first. Like the payout structure is pretty top yeah. heavy. Um, I don't know. I would do more like you know 20 or 30 or 40 or something like that. I think that's. Don't try to limit my fun, Brian. <laughs> well, of course, if you're just trying to have fun, that's another thing about all this gambling talk too. It's just like, like who? Can, if people just want to get some dumb tip and bet on it for ten bucks and they got plenty of money, like who gives a shit? I I've been enjoying because like you know on Thursday you know we get all all the projections are out and so now I'm like like I'm super excited about this week seventeen 
main slate started getting uh, the battle Royale drafts going. And then like early in the week, like no projections out, no news uh, do the playoff drafts early in the week. So I've been enjoying that rhythm. Like I rip a bunch of playoff drafts Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and now until lock, I'll just be exclusively uh, week 17 dailies. They, the, the, the playoff one is definitely, I think it's more interesting than the regular season. Like the strategy, sure. the strategy is more interesting. It's I, I'm surprised it's only 150k to first. I figured they'd fill they would fill like half a million or something. I think the uh, approach they took with it was to they're going to have a ton of other um, mid sized contests, specifically like after this week and you know the week leading up to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That I think, and so I think instead of doing like a really big flagship, um, they're going to have like some 20 maxes. Like right now they have a little gauntlet that I. Uh, I'll probably get into that's like $50, but a 20 max, I want to say. So I think there's going to be a lot of variety. Um, and I've been, I, I didn't even tell you, Brian, like, I think this week, like I'm going to try to basically max anything on underdog, like first before I even kind of pile into the battle Royale. Um, I've just had a much better ROI, I guess, other than that, I had my one really good week in battle Royale, but in general, like I'm doing really well in any of the 20 maxes or, you know, in the, in the hundred dollar entry, just those smaller contests. So I'm going to devote my time to making sure I get in all of those. And then like, I'll hop over to battle Royale and get in as many as possible. Whereas a couple of weeks ago, I like give me 150 in battle Royale. Um, but that's a hard way to realize an ROI. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, the, the, uh, their, their idea of doing like a bunch of smaller ones makes less sense too, because you don't know who's going to be in the playoffs you know, that early and then you don't know who's going to be playing who, and then you don't know who the bye weeks are and stuff. So it, you kind of like uh, partition them into like, okay, this is going to be like when we don't know this much, then this is going right. to be when we don't know this much. And then this is going to be, so that makes it more like more fair, I think. But yeah. you know, unless of course you're, you're a no baller and you know, who's going to go where and what teams are going to play what, and you get them early. Well, it's, it's the, it's the same thing with season long best ball, right? There's pros and cons. Like a lot of the sharps were in there drafting Raven stacks and it's like a bunch of them have Keaton Mitchell and now Keaton Mitchell is done for the season. And like, even just being down one piece, um, is going to massively hurt your chances of getting first place in this contest. You essentially burn that alive. And yet there's a bunch of these guys who also have these juggernaut bill stacks when it didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs and they got them all, you know, the last four rounds. And now Josh Allen and Steph Diggs go at the two, three turns. So like, there's always going to be that push pull of information edge versus, you know, being able to build super teams early. Did anyone, uh, in the like DFS world or circle or the Pete, over that circle, get like a bunch of uh, finals teams. I do not believe I've seen, seen any. I know, I know lots of people who have won. Um, honestly, shocked how many people I know who have won. Um, but I've not seen anyone with multiple. Does anyone know in the chat? Is there anyone with two BBM bullets uh, still alive? That would be one of the more impressive uh, accomplishments. Because didn't didn't um, Neil Overfield last year have? like five or eight or something in the finals. Oh, oh, two. Yeah. I completely forgot rally from my discord. Rally has two rallies. One of the most active posters, uh, in the discord. How could I forget? He, he does have two. rally 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 Durham. Yeah. Um, the, uh, his, his, um, victory lap tour will be epic. If he wins, I think if you are an unpartial, or an unbiased observer and you're looking for a dog in the race and whether you know this guy or not, you want to root for rally Durham. Just trust me. 
just trust me, you're rooting for Raleigh Durham. <laughs> yeah, he's in our he's in our Discord sometimes. Yeah. Uh there you go. Rally at Brick Pod would be fantastic. That'll that'll be perfect. Rally wins. I'll take a few weeks off from Lowell's and Brian can talk politics with Rally. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um all right, Brian. Uh, yeah. Anything else with the with the tool? It, it, is it because someone had actually asked in the Discord uh, about it? Are you still bug fixing on that right now? Yeah, we, we, but like you said, like there's not much time left, so it's probably just going to be this new uh, chart matrix thing of of yeah. stacks and what's left, and in four three three recommendations. Okay, um, maybe we'll Brian, add one more thing before, but that's about it. You. And didn't you say before we logged off that you had um, a generational SGP opportunity for the people uh, in the NBA streets or something like that? Yeah, Mikel Bridges overs. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Uh, buy back in, Brian. Come on now. You got you got to keep that stuff in the DMs. You got to keep that in the paywall. <laughs> I don't think they're playing. But what if he did just go off? It'd be it'd be incredible. Um. All right. Appreciate you guys uh, hanging out. Um, if we get, uh, when we get to 20,000 subs, uh, Brian and I will build a, a showdown lineup for you guys. That's our, our promise <laughs> to the people. Uh, I'm going to be doing the ship cast tonight, final, uh, Thursday night football ship cast. I think we're going to spin up a few for the playoffs, but, uh, Browns jets, the El Nino bowl. You can find us over on ship chasing. We'll have some pickums. I can't promise generational wealth, but I can promise, uh, us sweating them together. Uh, and then otherwise I'll have my usual shows, uh, tomorrow. Uh, block party with JM. He's back after his laryngitis often on the clock with my buddies over at the badge bros, breaking down the underdog slate Saturday night. I mentioned easy from the deposit kingdom. He's going to be my guest on DFS after dark. If you're a YouTube member and then, uh, the week 17 GPP cram also for YouTube members on Sunday morning, anything else uh, for you here, Brian? No, you forgot you were uh, on the take cast for 12 minutes this morning. <laughs> I know. I wake up and I get all of these tags. Your episode with Davis on the take cast. And I was the one who sent him the file because we recorded it in StreamYard. And I'm like, did I mess this up? And I go and check and I'm like, no, the file is fine. So it's on Davis. Tell Davis to uh, to figure it out. <laughs> he was at because he must have done it when he added his little intro. Oh, Unless gotcha. he did that live, but usually he does it afterwards. He does it after. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I am. I have the video version of that. I'll get that up in the next day or two. Um, but I think he said, if you go refresh your podcast, feed, yeah, he said he fixed it. I'm just kidding. I mean, but there that is what happened. I was listening to him. Like, yeah. what the, oh, did the, that's a short one. <laughs> yeah. If I do your, yeah. Via Davis only going for 12 minutes. Um, if you want, I, I caught Davis tweeting during our podcast, by the way, too. I was just like, I didn't even call him out on it <laughs> while we we're live on air. Cause I have my tweet deck open for like, stuff, <sighs> I see Davis tweeting while he's interviewing me. I'm like, what are we doing Davis? Oh man. Uh, all right. Uh, hope you guys all have a wonderful New Year's. Next time we see you, uh, it will be 2024. Also, uh, I am going to have a, a year-end highlight video posting tomorrow from all the shows in the Deposit Kingdom. And uh, there is a line about Jonathan Mingo from this show that does make it in to the 2023 highlight. Video. Beautiful. Uh, all right. Appreciate all of you guys out there. Uh, don't ever do anything that isn't out of the goodness of your heart. For Brian, I'm Pete. We'll see you guys next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.